Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. It's game day. Aiden, magic. I'm Tony Haggerty, at Haggerty 10 on the Twitter handle. And I'm joined today, as you can tell, by Aiden McDonald at Aiden C. McDonald on the Twitter handle. Good morning, Aiden. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Tony. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Celtic play hearts tonight, Scottish Premiership, hoping to at least keep their nine-point lead. Or maybe even extend it, Aiden. Who knows what will happen for tonight? But it's all about Celtic, isn't it? And just winning as the fixtures tick down to the end of the season. We'll come to that in a second. But first and foremost, as I always do every morning, why don't you subscribe to the Celtic Way? And we thank everybody that's already done that. Click on a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And it'll cost you the princely sum of £2 for two months of unlimited access to everything that's written on the website. Something there for everybody. Aidan usually tells me, keeps me right about what's on the site. But yeah, £2 for two months. And all you have to do is visit www. Try that again. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Hit the button. Thanks everybody that's done that. Thanks guys for all your comments and all your goodwill messages. We appreciate it every day. And we also say thank you to Seneca. And everybody knows by now that the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Boom, sorted, Aiden. Apart from the www, don't always get tongue-tied with that. But there you go. Anyway, Aiden, Premiership duty tonight. First of a double-header against Hearts. Uh, uh, league duty in the Scottish Cup on Saturday. Now, do we see rotation, Aidan? Do we see people coming in? What do you think, first and foremost? Or how do you think it will go? Are you confident that Celtic will pull out another three points? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident that Celtic will hopefully get the job done. Obviously, a pretty good record in recent times against Hearts, beating them two times earlier this season, uh, 2 0, sort of right at the start of the campaign. And then obviously that quite dramatic game that obviously I know you were at, Tony, the 4 3 match which uh, could be kind of looked back on as one of the, the games of the season and the results of the season. So, yeah, uh, hopefully they, they, they can get the job done. But I think they're sort of being a form the teams in. I mean, only dropped points once in 2023. That, you know, haven't lost a league game uh, since... We've actually obviously been back to Paisley since the last time you lost a league game. So, yeah, fingers crossed, Tony, they can go out there and get a positive result. Get your comments coming in, guys, and how you think it will go tonight. But yes, you spoke about the Greg Taylor game. Would be remiss not to mention that Greg Taylor was a match-winning hero in that 4-3 game. Sean's top man. He was bigging him up for ages, and then he scored the winner in that game, and he couldn't have gone up any higher than Sean's estimation. But yeah, 100 games in charge for Ange. Milestone game. It's got to be a big win, surely, says Patrick McLaughlin. I think we'll take any kind of win at this minute, Patrick. But yeah... Wonderful milestone that for Ange as well, isn't it? 100 games, Aidan. I think, I think the statistics also show that the score was at 250 goals. Round about that or even more than that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Round about it's, that. It's, uh, yeah, and he was uh, asked about that yesterday, wasn't he? <laughs> He's also asked if he'd been around for the next 100 games and he kind of got, you know, kind of bristled a wee bit at that question. But I thought, yeah, I thought he handled it very well because he kind of dealt with that after the League Cup final, hadn't he? So, uh, but yeah, 
cracking milestone for Ange, and I, I always like his kind of sense of humour, just because they've got long odds on him being here for the for a hundred games when he when he started out. So just a wee kind of wee bad comment, you know, for, uh, a humorously bad comment, you know. So I, I I love all that. That's fine, you know. If you're you're going to dish it out, you've got to take it, haven't you? When he's when he's on that kind of. <laughs> it looked like he was kind of uh, in a playful mood yesterday, Aiden. But you know, he was quite kind of relaxed about it all, wasn't he? Yeah, I, he seemed to be maybe almost enjoying his presser to an extent. Yeah. We kind of know that's not his favourite thing to do. But yeah, he, he had a few sort of classic one-liners yesterday, and I think that one about the, the long odds was kind of <laughs> <laughs> one of those classic ones that uh, you start to kind of see. Everywhere, I think it was Sky Sports that first shared it. So, aye, that was that was a good line. I enjoyed that one. I've said before, he's got a cracking sense of humour. You know, maybe comes out armed with a couple of well rehearsed ad libs, you know. And then he, even at the start, when he said the Ian Jameson, the Celtics PR guy, had to show him what a gift was because they were talking about the <laughs> the Cameron and Carter Vickers incidents. And he says, I've just learned what a gift is. And I love all that. It's just kind of, you know, it's he it, it does kind of come off as if. I don't know what's going on here, but he's he's well shot. He knows exactly what's going on, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's always usually on the ball when it comes to these things, Tony. So I was delighted to know that he was aware of that gaff existed because it's one of the best things I've seen for a while. So <laughs> it was cracking, wasn't it? It was, uh, and you'll see it a lot because I saw it a lot of times yesterday on social media when I was flicking through uh, things. But yeah, no, I think as we've spoken about before, Aiden, I think. The Celtic supporters trust this manager. They trust the players as well. And whatever team he puts out tonight, eh, I've never watched so many press conferences in my life. Yeah, Patrick, I, I'm always the same. And I say this too about eh, Brendan Rodgers. Whenever you sat in front of Brendan Rodgers, it was an education. And I always feel that whenever you sit in front of Ange, it's an education as well. I always tell people to listen intently and just kind of, yeah, because you do learn. You come away with... If you come away expanding your football knowledge from a press conference as a journalist I, I think that's a good thing you know and because uh, a lot of people have various opinions on journalists fair enough but I'm always willing to be educated and I think people like Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers and certainly Ange Postacoglu in, in my career uh, sitting in front of those kind of guys have helped educate me I'm talking about Celtic managers lots of other managers have educated me as well but I uh, I think when people can hold court like that and hold sway and they're very good at what they do and how they handle uh, various questions, then uh, I, you know, big up to them. But uh, sitting in front of Andy is quite a, and it's an honour and a pleasure and a privilege to sit in front of these guys and, and hear them and listen to them and just not uh, bother them with frivolities, even trivialities, you know, so you've always got to be... That's a challenge, isn't it? On your metal, <laughs> that's a challenge, very much so. You know me, I like a laugh and a joke, but when I sit in front of these people, I've got my serious professional head on, or at least I try to, you know, so, but yeah, I, I it's, I think a lot of Celtic supporters are very invested and engaged in his press conference and what he says, because now they can see way, the way questions are framed and the way the answers are given, and they can uh, decipher the messages for themselves and take what they want from them. But most of the time, he's always good value, isn't he? Yeah, Andrew always has good value. He's always kind of on the ball, but most football-related topics in general, even outside yeah. of Celtic. I think we've seen that during the World Cup. And then, yeah, he, 
I do agree with the commenters were saying there. I feel like I've never watched as many pressers as <laughs> I have over the sort of last 18 months or so. It used to be. I think if I go into it too much, sort of previous pressers under the previous manager near the end, uh, I was kind of avoiding it at that stage. So it's refreshing <laughs> to always want to join. To be honest, even under Brendan Rodgers, sometimes I felt I don't, I didn't know I need to watch, you know, uh, every single minute of them. But uh, nothing to do with the fact it's obviously because of the job as well. But I, I generally last season I was still watching every single hand press conference. I didn't miss anything he was saying. So yeah. He, he, he's, he's very good value in these things, Tony, as, as you obviously know. On to tonight, Aidan, and uh, yes. team selection. Rotation, rotation, rotation for you. Danny's coming in there and man after my own heart, but we'll go with your team first, Aidan. Yeah, so... You, you've kind of status quo it, haven't you, basically? Yeah, I've, I've went for the, basically the exact same team that started against uh, St. Mon, which I did get 11 out of 11 for, Tony, I've got to say. You so did time, get 11 out of 11 for, um, I think, for the first time ever, so big up to you for that, young man. But, uh, yeah, uh, so I went for, obviously, just, like I said, the same team, Hart and Goal, back four of uh, Johnson, uh, Cutterbuckles, Starfield, Taylor, uh, McGregor on the number six, two eights of uh, Moy and Hitate, and then Jota on the right, Kyogo through the middle, and Maida through the left. Now, it potentially could be a controversial shout. Maybe not controversial, but I know Abada did very well when he came on uh, yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, sorry, on Sunday, Tony. Every day's bleeding into one. And uh, he was probably a lot of people that she's a person that a lot of people would like to see start and it is one of those ones I wouldn't have any issues if a bad starts. I just think Maida's kind of an Ange guy, isn't he? And he does yeah, he does he does play pretty much all the time, uh, regardless of who's getting rotated in out of the front three. Or oh, that's what it feels like. So yeah, that's my team I've went for. But uh just every people want to say in the comments, you know, they agree, disagree with that, etc. There is a lot of discussion, obviously about Haxabanovich, about Abada. Uh one about your boy, Tony. Your boy, Tony. Ralston <laughs> getting some off the bench, but not starting Alan Woods, possibly yet. Now, my team, and I kind of was listening to the Angus thing, probably saying that he might rotate. There's a possible chance of rotation, so I took it from that, and I also took it from the player who spoke yesterday, was was Matt O'Reilly. So my team was Joe Hart and goal, same back four, Johnson on the right, Greg Taylor on the left, uh, Starfelt, Cameron Carter Vickers in the centre, and I went with a midfield trio of McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly. And I went with a front three of Abad on the right, Kyogo through the middle, and Haxabanovich on the left. That was that's my team. I think that no was Jota, Tony. No Jota. Uh, no Jota. No, I think uh, I think he'll go back to the team that you've mentioned, more or less that for Sunday's game. But I just think he, he likes to rotate, doesn't he, and freshen things up. And whilst that, that's three changes, but I don't think they make a, a real kind of changing sense of the, the the way that Celtic will approach the game and play. When they bring guys in, they're going to make an impact. And I think Haxabanovic, you saw a bad as impact coming off the bench on Sunday. I think he's, he's done enough to be rewarded a start. I thought Maida was a wee bit out of sorts. So rotate him and... I said in the lead up to well yesterday that Jota could also have come off at half time on Sunday. 
Uh, so it was a toss-up between me which, which of the two wingers came off. So I think he might rotate Jota and then go back to his kind of trying and tested for the cup game on Saturday. I could be wrong on that, but that's three changes for me. So O'Reilly comes in for Moy, Haxabanovic comes in for Maida, and Abada comes in for Jota. That my my changes. Guys, throw your own team up in the comment section. We'll endeavour to uh, have a look through them. But yeah. Love Maida to bits, but there's nothing wrong with resting him now and again, says Pete McGee, especially on such a strong squad. I'd start a badder tonight with Jot on the left, but uh, there you go. Uh, I'm just desperate to see more of Haxabana, which I think there's a player there. Moy kept fresh for Saturday. Alan Woods, a man after my own heart. That's a couple of things we've agreed on, Alan. So, yeah, that's that's my thinking as well, Aidan. Your team just straight states quo. Big game to throw Ralston into it. I'd cautioning that. I've, I haven't thrown Ralston into that, Charlie, and I don't think the manager would either. It is a big it's game. It's just a discussion in the, the comments yeah. about uh, ah. whether or not uh, Ralston would get any sort of game time with that. I think a couple of people were saying if he did get minutes, this could be the match to potentially do it, but he'd more than likely be off the bench, just given how well Alistair Johnson's been, obviously. Yeah, I think Ralston might see some game minutes if uh, Celtic are in a, posi- a comfortable position and can maybe take a Alistair Johnston off because he's played a lot of football, which we spoke about yesterday, but it's not necessarily a game I would risk Ralston from the start. Celtic have to be clinical and professional and, and get the result, Aiden, first and foremost. But uh, there's a lot of, I call them quandaries now, Aiden. They're not dilemmas and they're not selection headaches because it's something the manager loves, having more or less every player fit, I think, with the exception of James Forrest, isn't it? Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Forrest. You know, so that's a strong, strong squad that the manager has to choose from between now and uh, the end of the campaign, assuming everybody is fighting fit and ready to go. So um, I'm pleased about that. And you know fine well that the tempo and training intensity levels will be high because that's the way they design it. So, yeah, um, I'm delighted that I use the word a lot, but he's got a plethora of options now, Aidan. Touch wood and hopefully that can remain to the end of the season. Don't yeah, help. too many top choices tonight, mate. For us, Ange must be loving it. Yeah, chimes in with what you were saying there, Tony. But yeah, oh, oh, yeah, the options that the manager's got at his disposal is is phenomenal. But he, he made the point himself in his uh, presser yesterday, talking about how uh, the the squad is very strong right now. But you know, going into next season, that that's going to be needed, and potentially having to add players to that as well, because you've seen how busy a run it was before the World Cup break. Now. That was a lot more congested with the challenge than it would usually be. Because the last game would usually be like, you know, the first or second week in December, if that, and it would be sort of every couple of weeks rather than the Champions League yeah. pretty much apart from one game week, which was separated only because of the international break, of which there was still a lot of the Celtic squad away playing. The games were just one week after another. So between that and then league games, it was quite full on. So Ange was obviously pointing out that as much as there's plenty of options right now, Nick. Logic would dictate that when you're playing all those matches next season, people will pick up knocks. So that's why the squad's got to be strong as it is, which goes back to that forward planning, doesn't it, Tony? Of course. Yeah. And you kind of get enough good players in your team. You know my thoughts yeah. on that. But I, I think uh, Celtic will add to the squad in the summer, of course, they will. And there'll be even more quality coming in. But that, that just keeps everybody on their toes and they'll probably leave. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, that's where it. Can I? Uh, sorry, lost the plot there, lost the thread. But I was talking about there. I've talked about good players and the team, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, good. And good squad players coming in and good players coming in. But we'll obviously 
maybe part company with a couple of players in the summer you don't know. The Brown Warrior coming in seeing five minutes and winning a game versus Hart. God bless Albert Kidd. Yes, for those of you who are not aware, Albert Kidd scored the two goals to sink Hearts in 1986 and Celtic won the title at Love Street, didn't they, by winning 5 nothing uh, against St Mirren uh, to Pip Hearts at the post. Back in the midst of time, Aidan, long before you were around, but you'll you'll be well aware of that championship win, won't you? Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard pretty much all the stories about it at that stage, but just just slightly before my time, Tony, as I feel we say often on this podcast. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, Aidan, anything else come to mind for tonight in terms of team selection? Anyone else come into your reckoning or your thoughts, or you just strongest team? get the job done, get out of dodge. Yeah, I mean, and we should say as well, obviously the this article's available up live on the website. It went out as a newsletter. Uh, the link is in the description for it. So uh, you can go and see me and Tony's selection. We've kind of explained in the usual format why we've made uh, why we've made the selection decision in each position. So get yourself involved in that if you haven't already had a look. But in terms of the in terms of the the actual uh, selection Tony the only really points I was debating in my head were the sort of decisions I think you made yourself or Ellie potentially coming in um Abada coming in so at like if that's the team that starts I don't think anybody would have any issue with it and I think you're right to highlight about Ahak Sabanovic as well because if there's a position he is probably going to be most likely to rotate it is probably going to be the wingers isn't it because they have all been contributing recently and it is something that and will regularly do. He, he maybe will start a different winger here or there. So, yeah, I, I think given how well all, all the forwards are doing, even though I wouldn't expect all to start, but given how well eh, everybody's been doing up the top end of the park, no matter who plays, it should hopefully be enough to get the job done. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting, I fully expect to see all get some minutes as well eh, tonight too. Eh, come on at some point. He's, he's done very well in his cameos that he's played so far. Scored a penalty on Sunday. I had a pop at him in terms of that was it the best penalty ever, but it still went in the net. So Interesting run up, Tony. I didn't have a pop. I just sort of uh, questioned the run up in the, in the strike. You know, the goalkeeper could possibly have saved it, but uh, it went in. So I'm not complaining. But I run ups like that always give me the heebie jeebies. As they say, I just want my players to run up and scalp it or, or whatever, or place it or do what they do. But when you do, when you start mucking about with your run up, it just not fill me with great confidence. No, it's you kind of just want them to just go up. Old, an old fashioned way to look at it, I suppose we just go up and weather it. <laughs> but when he's doing that run up, you're thinking, how is he going to be able to generate, you know, enough power? Yes, that's probably right. a lot. I mean, there was obviously there was enough power in it to take it past yeah. the goalkeeper. That's no, it's good. I'm not complaining. Obviously, when they make, but I think you maybe get a wee bit lucky, but kind of going under the keeper. Like, see if you were to take, you know, ten of them, all the same way. You wonder how many would actually go in. <laughs> Yeah, no, I scored that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not too fussed about that. Any penalty that goes in and scores, it's fine. It goes in. That's the bottom line. But no, I just kind of those run ups just don't. Oh, uh, what an emo! Sort of run up. Well, it can be an emo, but the run up, I should say. <laughs> I'm told Tommy Gemma was a fine penalty taker back in the back in the day, Aiden, where he just run up and he'd rattle them. I'm, I feel confident in something. If they miss the target, so be it. But if you run up and give it a, a rattle, then I'm, I'm happy with that, you know. That's fair enough. Or, or you place it or whatever with, 
with precision. I'm cool with that. Uh, is there a role for a water in your opinion, says Patrick Fitzpatrick? Yeah, we discussed well, that yesterday, Tony. We discussed we? that yesterday. I think moving forward, the water will be maybe for next season's Champions League. Uh, and I said I've been impressed with some of his, his cameo performances. He's came on. He might get some more game minutes tonight, uh, Aiden, depending. I guess it's all dependent on the situation Celtic find themselves in tonight if they're comfortable. Uh, at any stage in the game then the manager might give them some more game time but first and foremost they've got to get the job done and uh, it's always that kind of question for me usually in the midfield about Moy and O'Reilly and uh, Matt was saying yesterday that he feels in a good place now and maybe the manager's seen that and maybe trust him tonight you know, came off the bench on Sunday and scored against the run so his confidence will be high certainly yeah, I think it will be. And obviously, just in terms of a water himself, uh, before to jump into O'Reilly, I, I'm sure they will have a role to play even before looking ahead to next season because there is going to be plenty of football. It's just at the moment, the sort of business end of the campaign, as people like to call it. McGregor, the captain, is going to be starting the majority of the games. So the fact that a water, as far as we know, he's mostly been brought in to play that sort of number six position. And based off the cameos, that's kind of where, where he's went to play. So uh, he isn't going to be like, maybe feature a lot between the end of the season, but he will get minutes of some sort. And tonight's a perfect example. If the team do find themselves in a good spot, maybe the last 20 or so, I'm sure he'll get on. With O'Reilly, he very much does look... Not that he ever was out of sorts, because I thought, for example, when he was having to play that role... Uh, with under When McGregor was injured, sorry, I thought he did it relatively well, Tony given it was a position he wasn't used to playing. And he was having to do it in some tough games as well, Champions League games, you know. So I, I think uh, he has backed his best in the fact he's starting to add goals to his game as, as a positive. The only reason I didn't include them is just because uh, it's probably at this stage a bias towards Aaron Moy. <laughs> so the, the only reason I didn't include them, Tony. But uh, yeah, it's, O'Reilly is really starting to hit a, a good run of form, which once again, the stage of the season, you know, that can only be a good thing. Okay, we'll put it off for 22 minutes, Aiden. Prediction time. Come on, you want to you go first or am I going first? I'll go first. I'll go you first. You go first, when you go. It's a wee while since I went first. Uh, <laughs> I'll go 3 0. 3 0. I think I'll go for uh, Kyogo to score. Uh, maybe Hitati to get a goal and then O off the bench later on. Okay, well, you go 3 0. I'll say 4 0 then, eh? I'll go one better. 4 0 to Celtic. Uh, goal scorers, I, I can't guarantee you, but if Haxabanovich plays, he scores. There, I'll say that. Okay, so the others probably Kyogo will score as well, but hey, there you, there you have it. But also wanted to touch on Aiden Celtic B team yesterday, 3 1 winners over Rangers. Joey Dawson just can't stop scoring, can he? And I go from Mackenzie Cass and a 3-1 win. Great victory for them in the Glasgow Cup, Aidan. Yeah, no, it was a good victory. And obviously, the Rangers team they were playing against had a few first-team players in it who were they're coming back from Knox. So it was a, it was a quite a decent standard they were playing at. So, yeah, it was, it was a positive result for the B team. Obviously, always good getting a Derby result. And uh, I think that's three wins out of three in the Glasgow Cup now. So they're sitting well in that competition. I believe John Shooter played, didn't he? And Ridvan Yilmaz played for Rangers, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, they, they both played. I think they, one of them played 45 minutes, another one they played a wee bit in the second half as well. So, yeah, no, it was it was uh, a good result for the B team. And Joey Dawson's on fire, isn't he? I mean, that's his second double against Rangers in the space of, what, two months or something like that? Yeah, and so I'll ask the question, Aidan, what does Joey Dawson have to do to get crashed that first-team squad? Can he, move, can he not do anything more? I don't think he can do anything more, Tony, but it's just it's such a strong position up there. And I think, unfortunately for Joey Dawson, if something dramatic was to happen, that for whatever reason, Kyogo or O wasn't available for a game, I feel like it would be Maida or Abada. He'd probably put through the middle before uh, Dawson. I, you might you might disagree with that, but I, I just think at the moment that would be the more likely case, and then maybe Dawson would be on the bench. But well, he's doing all he can. He's doing well. You wonder is he something the next season that maybe benefits from a loan spell? I don't know. Uh, but look, he's firing in the goals at the level he's regularly playing at, so he, he, there's literally nothing else he can do at the moment except just keep jumping at the bit. That was my next question. Do you see him going out on loan at some point to come back to Celtic and as you say, get, you know, get game time in the Scottish Premiership? See on The Ryan Christie method, Tony. Yes, the Ryan Christie method, as it's usually... Uh, uh, called, but yes, would that benefit somebody like Joey Dawson to, to test his metal against you know Scottish Premiership footballers? And again, as I always say, get used to the terrain and where you are, where you're going to be playing. Hopefully, if you impress enough and come back and force your way into the first team, uh, yeah, I, I think it would. I, I can't really think of another sort of situation at the moment that's going to allow him to get that first-team football than if he goes out and loan. I mean, it's not somebody you want to be leaving the club fully because he seems like a really good prospect. Uh, he's not going to get an opportunity in the first team for now. He, he could be one that, and I don't want to tempt fate when I say this, so I'll, I'll choose my words carefully, but if the season continues on its sort of current wavelength and Celtic do potentially win the league by nine points, so you know there's, there's a couple of games left at the end, he could be somebody that maybe gets some minutes, but... Obviously, if we're thinking longer term, I think it would probably benefit them to go out and loan next season, Tony, because over the couple of campaigns with the B team now, uh, and he clearly showed that he's, he's probably too good for that level, isn't he, really, uh, with the sort of numbers he's putting up. So I, I reckon that next season it would be good for him to go out and loan. Sort of specific loan move, whether it's SPFL, uh, you know, the top flight of that, I should say, or elsewhere, I don't know. But yeah, I think that would probably be a plan for him. I would always encourage them to go to a top flight club. As I said, yeah. get everywhere that you're playing and so that it's not ailing to your nature when you come back. That would be my thoughts. Whether or not Joey Dawson can, as I say, get crashed the first team is purely up to the manager as well, isn't it? But, I mean, he is on fire, as you say. He can't do it anymore. I think the manager's certainly aware that he's around, isn't he? Yeah, and 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 good luck to him. I hope he can get some minutes in the the first team before the season ends. I, I'm thinking of the likes of Jack Aitchison, who was the youngest goal scorer for Celtic, and even James Forrest got a, a game near the end of the season, didn't he? Or the last game of the season, I think it was against Motherwell, and came on and scored, didn't he? Yeah, as well. Going yeah, back, yeah. You know, so I just hope that he gets that and gets his chance and, and his reward. I think it'd be a, a fitting reward for his endeavours in the B team this season if at the end of the season he gets a chance to get minutes on the park and gets gets a feel for it. I think yeah, I think it'd be good for him. And uh, yeah, good good luck to Joy Dawson and I think he just has to continue doing what he's doing for the B team and, and take it from there. And 
maybe have that chat at the end of the season about going on loan elsewhere. And and I would always recommend the top flight. That's that's my own thoughts. Guys, get your predictions coming in for tonight. Any predictions? Yeah, Aiden, score lines. Yes, most of the most sorry, most of the discussion right now, Tony, is about uh, the B team game last night. But there was, game, a yeah. few, there was a few. Uh, let's see, three nil. for three nil, but anyone will do if Celtic make multiple changes. Yeah, you said three nil, Aiden, didn't you? I said 3-0, yep, so bang on there. <laughs> Win the league, then play Young Dawson. I think that would be my sentiments exactly as well, Brian, yep. And then this, is a, this isn't a prediction, Tony, about the game, but just since we're discussing the B team right now, uh, obviously it's the second division B team. Well, Celtic are currently in the Lowland League. Uh, yep. I know also the comment that they'll be referring to you like potentially like Championship League 1, League 2. I don't think I can personally see that happening, Tony. Uh, because no. they might feel that that kind of cheapens their league to an extent because obviously the, the B team, the way it's working in the Lowland League currently, if the B team wins the league, they can't get promoted. Yeah. No, so I think that's... second wins the league. So say you had Celtic and Rangers be in the Championship, it's meant to be the second biggest league in Scotland, you know, that it is on the telly sometimes, you know, BBC Scotland channel, etc. And you're having a team first and second that can't get promoted and third one in the league, you know, playoffs, fifth, sixth, seventh. I, I just I couldn't see that personal. I don't know about you. I don't see it happening for the in the immediate future. I think the low on league concession was fair enough, but having a Celtic beer arranger as being a championship, I think championship, I think we're a wee bit away from that. Even League One or League Two, I think as well, to be honest. Correct. That's fair enough, but uh, yeah, always open to debate on that one, aren't they? And talking about new ways of revamping Scottish football and making it, you know, a more appealing prospect. So I guess people would need to get around the table and talk about that. 4-1 to Celtic, says Matt James tonight. Fair enough. Second squad, 8-0, just to strike up well before the cup game. Kaiser's always <laughs> very optimistic with his scoreline as Kaiser. Hope you're well, bud. Well, Aidan, that's half an hour, obviously, game night tonight. We'll be back on later doing more stuff. Not on the briefing, but certainly working away. Uh, here's hoping Celtic can 4 now says Pete Morrison. There you go. Lots of confident predictions here, Aidan, three and fours and stuff like that. But I guess that's just indicative of the way Celtic are playing, scoring goals. It's Angie's 100th game in charge. Here's hoping it's uh, another... Wonderful victory for Celtic, and they maintain at least their nine-point lead at the top of the Scottish Premiership table. Always result-dependent, guys. Have a wonderful Wednesday if you can. Uh, myself and Aidan will be back, probably Sean tomorrow, to talk you through it all uh, on Thursday. So here's hoping we'll say we've got another victory to talk about under our belts. But before we go, just ask you to subscribe to the Celtic Way website and support top quality journalism covering the club you love. It'll cost you £2 for two months of unlimited access on the website for everything that we write on the website. And it's all for the click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And we also say thank you to Seneca, the Celtic Way Morning Briefing, now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And as you all know by now, Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca 
via the links in the description of this video. So, Aidan, thank you very much. First class as always. Fun. Guys, enjoy tonight. Thanks for your comments. Always appreciate it. Take care. All the best. See you tomorrow. Cheers, guys.